Golay presents Recorded History with the RecordHub.com. 100% Irish and direct to your door. Hello, Recorded Historians, and welcome to Recorded History with the RecordHub.com. My name is Ed Smith, and this is our weekly wander through the life and times and musical loves of another very gracious guest. For this week's chat, we are joined by Britpop legend and genuinely lovely man, Mr. Alex James from Blur. I caught up with him a few weeks ago when the lads were in town to play that amazing gig in Malahide. Bit of a different episode this week. I wasn't able to get the request in ahead of time to get his three chosen recorded history records, but we did very much grow through his musical CV from the influence of his granddad, the Beatles, and the Britpop album, that isn't a Blur one, that he loves the most. And I begin it all in the manner of all civilized conversation by asking him to smell my cheese. Oh, look, before we begin, I have brought you a little present. No way, I think I know what it is. Yes. Wow, should we open it? Well, you can open it, it's just a little gift, uh, a little a little something from... Washed rhymes. Well, you know, Ireland, Ireland is right up there with the with the Ross Ryan cheese cheeses. I was thinking about Adrahan this morning. That was one yeah. Of my absolute so I favorites. popped into Sheridan's. It's just around oh, the corner. You know cheese. where it is. It's one of the great cheese. Beautiful, shops. fantastic. Yeah. And I asked, I explained to them, look, I'm going to be speaking to Alex James, and he's and his face, <laughs> and, he, and he just pushed all the other customers one. out of the way. And I said, would you recommend something? <laughs> And he gave you the, the drunken drunk saint. Are you yeah, aware of this one? Yeah, you must be. <laughs> no, no, well, it's uh, marinated in apple brandy. There you go. Apple, wow, that's, that's my absolute favourite Calvados. Cal- 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 yeah, they call it in France. There you go. So that is some Irish cheese for Alex James. Listen, we started off on a strong point. Let's. It's all downhill from here. Uh, Alex, thank you so much. Do you know, it's so for taking so for taking the time. It's yeah. so wonderful to be back. What a beautiful day to do it, as they say, because it's Pride. Happy Pride, by the is way. It? Yeah, it's Pride today. So there's a lovely buzz around Dublin. Well, there always is. To yeah. Be fair. But particularly with the weather out and pride out, and then it's going to culminate tonight in Malahide for the gig. How are you feeling ahead of tonight? It's uh, it's it's just uh, this is maybe the fourth or fifth show we've done. Yeah, um, and we're all just completely exhilarated. It's uh, we've had so many great nights in in Dublin. I saw the you the last time I saw it was 2015 in EP, uh-huh. and then that was a very special gig. That was just around the time of Magic Whip, uh-huh. and then the la- time before that was 2009 in Oxygen. Oxygen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my memories of that <laughs> a little bit more sparse. Yeah. But I cannot reveal why. <laughs> For, don't want to keep my job, basically. <laughs> but the bits I do remember, absolutely sensational. So well, it's very, great to have you the back. The very, very first time we, we played here was at, uh, it was at the wedding, the first journalist who wrote about oh us. Oh, my God. It was the first time we'd ever played abroad. First time we'd all, abroad, the first time we'd ever all been on an aeroplane together. You're joking. Uh, yeah, very clear memories of most of that day. Great. Well, just to talk about the new album, The Ballad of Darren, I was listening mm. to it repeatedly on the train. I got the train up from Mayo last night and I had it on. It's perfect soundtrack for my train trip. It is stunning. Thank you. It really much. is so beautiful. Yeah, we, thank, thank you. Uh, we're, we're all really, really proud of it. It was, uh, it came as a complete surprise to me. Um, there was a meeting back in, uh, in De- only in December last year, yeah, um, I think we thought, well, it's about time. It was 2015, as you say, the magic yeah, web. That yeah. was all, like, even when we actually split up, it didn't take this long <laughs> to get around to kind of getting it together again. Um, and I mean, there's just since COVID, like everyone, everyone, his dogs back on the road, and it's it's hard to get, it's hard to find venues. We thought, well, we'll just do one. The, um, a slot came up at Wembley in London, so we were like, well, should we have a meeting and see if we 
Had you played Wembley before? No, no. See, we'd never done it. My no. goodness. Um, and we thought, well, so we we, we met uh, we met in London at Damon's studio to run through a few songs, see if you know, just see 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 if it was going to work, yeah, yeah, basically, because yeah. it's been a while. And I bumped into the drummer outside, and he was really white and pale, and he looked oh. scared. And he said, yeah, "I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen." It's like really. Anyway, we went in there half an hour later. It's like, whoa, we're back. We're, we're back. We're making an album as well, and it was. Did I read right that he wrote a lot of, Damon wrote a lot of the songs. He was touring with the Gorillas mm -hmm, last mm -hmm, year. Mm -hmm. It being Damon. Yeah. Happened to find time to write 24 uh, yeah. demos for a new Blur album. And then, so at the end of New Year's Eve, the 24 songs are together. You get into the studio in January. No, literally first week, first week of January. Yeah, and then it was all wrapped up. Well, by, it, it by was, May. It, I mean, I said it was probably good that we didn't have too long to think about it yeah. because it is. I guess it's quite daunting making a record at this stage of your career because you know what if it's rubbish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> but uh, from uh, at that rehearsal in December, we we listened to a, a cassette recording of our very first rehearsal where we 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 wrote "She's So High," which we still play uh, our God. first rehearsal. So, and it's, it's amazing. You can tell it's Blur straight straight away. Wow. Well, this is like nineteen. 1988, yeah. Um, and so there was this instant kind of chemistry there between the four of us. And then we spent so many years playing day in, day out for hours and hours every day, like 15 years. It was all we did. And then, you know, we, we've dipped back in and out occasionally. So we were very lucky to have the opportunity to learn to play our instruments properly as a craft. And it's, it's the same four people. Um, uh, it's a real gift, actually, yeah. that, to, the, the way that we've got this very 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 intuitive sense of each other's kind of pitching for a phrasing and 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 uh it, it really does kind of lock in and and the minute we started um it just it was just like but we'd done four songs by the end of the first yeah i was day halfway through the album and i my first thought was well i'm loving this and then second thought was like this feels and sounds like a band I, maybe i'm putting too much on this but like it's just picking up where they left off it was it just it all, it, it really really flowed and yes it's the benefit of all those years of, of playing together um and uh i just really it just feels really relaxed like for, like four guys just expressing themselves not trying to prove prove anything or, or kind of trying to make a hit record it just but yeah. it just it just some because there's always been that chemistry there and it's been refined by years it was 35 years now nearly 30, alex i mean yeah think about so it it's, 30, it's madness it's a long player but it's part of the fact that your your longevity and i suppose your sustainability as a band and the the chemistry that you still maintain to this day is a lot of that must be down to the fact that you, you kind of drift away from each other. Yeah, yeah. With I your think, solo projects and yeah, I mean, your it own does, lives. Fifteen years, it was all all we did. As I said, and I and I think, I mean, I didn't choose for it to. I I got married, moved to a farm, and started. We we, we all we all we all needed to do other things. I didn't kind of. It wasn't what I would have chosen to happen, but I think spiritually it was good for all of us. And yeah. fortunately, I think we were all kind of. Yeah, still young enough at that point to have the the energy to kind of go off and start new things, and uh, um, the, 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 everything that we do do outside of Blur is it, it, it kind of helps when when we do get back together. I I, I am <laughs> I run a festival. That's my day job these days, and I and I've been trying to book Nile Rogers and Chic for years. Wow. Um, <laughs> He's always I, here. Is I mean I love yeah. It. Uh, he must play. Have yeah, played he, here before. He, he's, he's incredible. He plays like, something incredibly, incredible, astonishing, incredible yeah. canon of, of of songs. Um, and his manager came came. For, I had to seal the deal. I had to get his manager to the farm to come and have lunch. And I, he's a vegan, and I, 
<laughs> did him some nice falafels, um, presented him with the falafels, and he presented me with a box set of everything um, <gasps> Nile Rogers has ever done on vinyl. I mean, you it's an incredible body of work. Must have been a truck at the back just backed in. <laughs> yeah, Four lads no, lifting proper, off crates. It's a proper stack. That's the first, that's 1977, yeah. that truck over there. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and I sealed the, the, the falafel sealed the deal and, and I was booked. And then, and then COVID hit. Um, and all festival organizers, like, we already had enough headaches at that point. But the biggest nightmare with organizing a festival is locking in your headliners. So there was a kind of moratorium. Everyone was, everyone was like, okay, we'll just stick with what we've got yeah, yeah. until we're out of this. So, um, I knew I knew Nile Rogers was going to be playing, and 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 um, I normally jump up and play with one of the bands, and I said, "Can I, can I, can I join you on stage?" And they were like, "Yeah, all right." So I basically had a year to to, to learn how to play bass like Bernard Edwards, and I, in lo oh, lockdown, I just took a deep dive into into this massive snack. He was such um, a genius. Uh, I mean, to just just I re it was just a, it was a wonderful kind of. <laughs> rabbit hole to, to go down. I mean, I, I, Johnny Marr said it sounds like Friends but Bernard Woods and, and Noel Rogers playing together. And what, a, and actually, what a gorgeous I, way to put it. Yeah. Um, I, and I, that's kind of what this, this Blur record gives me. It sounds, sounds, like, old, yeah. it sounds like old friends. But, uh, but anyway, so, you know, the fact that I've, you know, <laughs> I found myself in chic, um, you know, <laughs> what is that? Damon's, 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 you know, Damon's always got something going on. You know, Graham's, Graham's got his stuff. Dave Roundtree, Dave's album's great. You know, his whole album's brilliant. Um, yeah. and the, yeah. but the fact that we can, if, if success is going to come in, in music, it tends to come sort of quite, quite quickly and at quite a young age. Mm. And it can give you a second act problem. You know, how old were Led Zeppelin when they did Stairway to Heaven? You know, yeah. tw tw early 20s. How old are they now? Don't know, but you know, if you were talking to them now, <laughs> uh, Robert Plant's still producing the goods. Like, well, no, no, he, yeah. he is, but 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 it, you know, it 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 it's it's uh, it can it can become a sort of a a, a ball and chain sort of being oh, defined by mean, something sorry, yes, that yeah. that you did when you. But yeah. I think with Blur, it's part of all our story, but it, it's it's something that we've realised that none of us can ever walk walk away from, and why would we? And I'm just delighted that. We're, we're, we've made we've made a great record and that we still like each other they're, they're always like <laughs> I'm always reading in the newspaper like the divorce rate statistics you know really <laughs> depressing you know, most marriages end in divorce now I think but you know, if you look at the divorce rate with bands it's like 99.99 yeah. you know it's almost all bands end up end up hating each other um, but there's a lovely quote from you I read recently where you were saying when you got, got back into the studio somebody was late <laughs> and then someone started, you know, mouthing off. Oh, <laughs> and then it was a little bit of tension. Everyone's kind of, you know, well, of course. And then, course. and then, and then you all start playing together. And then you said at the end of the song, that you tears in your yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, abs so abs absolutely. No, it's it's very, very emotional. But it's it's yeah. the, the the best thing to liken it to is is, is a family. You yeah, know, it's that's a family that's even more messed up. Of course, fact, yeah. than your own family. And when it comes to doing the live shows, you've done what four? You say so far. Uh, what, no, hang on. What's there, uh, well, there's a, there's a couple of warm ups, and yeah. then uh, so the Primavera Festival across three sites in Spain, Portugal. Uh, it's been fantastic. It's been really, really fantastic. I mean, it's, well, it's just wonderful. I can't yeah. contain myself. How, How do you? I, I can it? tell you're really yeah. So, um, when it comes to picking through your incredible back catalogue as a band, I mean, you could do in like a nine hour set almost. Yeah. You know. How difficult is that to kind of mm. try and strike the balance between it's so the difficult song and then some of the stuff it's from so you know, there's two or three songs from the new album? We actually it. have to take somebody on the road who's just really who's just 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 to manage the set list. And yeah, as you say, it's nine albums now. We I mean we we must have rehearsed over a hundred songs. And it's actually it's wonderful to give them to give them an airing. And it's and it's it's vital 
to keep Albon interested as well. Yeah. He's a very short attention span. Like if, oh, we don't, is, if yeah. we don't keep him focused, he's off writing another opera. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, <laughs> did Dave Rowtree say I think somebody said like we don't know when you get a call from Damon I'm yeah. getting the band back together it's like the Avengers and then Dave goes this is absolutely fucking terrifying <laughs> like you just never know what's going to happen he just picks no, up no, the phone I, and yeah, it's I literally all don't, don't know what's whatever knows what's going to happen next or whether any show may be the last but it's 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 um the, 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 it was great to be able to play. We, we played quite a lot of the, the early stuff in the in the in the in the, in the yeah. warm ups because that was kind of written for when we were playing in venues that size. But it's 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 really. I mean, it's a whole new album there as well. We do we could do a couple off the off the yeah. new album, yeah. The Narcissist, which has been released already, single, yeah. and St Charles Square, which I think is coming out in a in a week or two. Yeah. Um, but, you open uh, with that, and it's it's probably one of the most old school blurry. <laughs> yeah, it, songs yeah, on yeah, the so, album. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah probably yeah. Um, so it's so it's, it is actually really nice to just mix it up a little bit. So yeah, I'm going to bob off to soundcheck and have a look. There's, there's, there's and, a four and or five. Do you have any particularly? And it's an awful question, but uh, do you have any particularly f- favorite tracks on the album that you have a personal affinity towards? <laughs> you you kind of you kind of never know <laughs> until five years later. Yeah. Well, like what the big songs are going to be mm. on on a record. Like we all thought song two was was a was a b-side no one thought country how no one in the band thought country well song two's like it's you can't hear the words it's less than it's less than two minutes long. but yeah it's it's, it's a true you know, song two was written as a kind of an fu to the to the record label that they were looking for a kind of it was just kind of a throwaway it was just it was just done in you know that, that's yeah. good stuff are you are you sometimes you have to struggle to, <laughs> to to make it great and sometimes it just like it just pops out God um, but you just keep turning up and doing it because you never yeah. know which which way it's yeah. going to go um but uh, so What's great about uh, one of the benefits of the digital age is you can tell you get so you can tell exactly who's listening to your music, what songs they're listening to, how old they are, where they are. So you get all this data. Yeah. What's amazing? Blur's top most t- ten most popular songs. There's one. There's at least one off every record. Like Ghost Ship. It's um from Magic Whip. It's Ghost Ship. Wow. It's, it's like it's 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 uh, it's, so it's 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 wonderful but I, I you know i wouldn't wouldn't have been able to say <laughs> that that was that was going to be the breakout it's impossible from that it's, album. Like, it's quick i mean but, it's it's like trying to predict <laughs> the, the weather you just can't but, uh, but um to, to answer your question um i think my my favorite song on on the ballad of darren is barbaric I, oh I, um yeah, it's just got a wonderful bittersweet uh I it's, it's a very it's bittersweet a, album. Mm, Everglade was the standard. Really? Yeah, really? I thought it was so beautiful. That's the one I, I went back to listen to again and again. Really? I was, yeah, I just thought wow. it was stunning. Wow. And a little bit of piano at the end, a bit of Radiohead it felt like at the end there as well. But I just thought it was a stunning, stunning song. The whole Thank album's you. great. Thank you very much. Uh, if you don't mind, Alex, me bringing you back a little bit of time, back to Bournemouth. Yeah. Right, let's, go to, let's go to Bournemouth. I used to go there in my holidays as a child. Did you really? What did you say? Oh, uh, whenever... My father was so disorganized, we'd arrive with bags <laughs> and then we'd have to stand on the high street while he went for four or five hours to walk around Bournemouth <laughs> to find a B&B. That's where no. I grew up. My, my granddad ran a B&B. Yeah, maybe the same. And it was just down to the beach every day and I got the worst sunburning. <laughs> this is before sun cream. You say to my dad, Dan and Burm, your grand, get into the sea. <laughs> Irish oh, dads. Oh. You know, there was, there was a particular time where they oh. were dangerous for us. <laughs> Anyway, so Bournemouth, I suppose, if you don't mind just delving back in, what kind of records were there in your house? You're, you know, you grew up in the seventies. What kind of records were lying around? Was it a musical house? Yeah. So, um, my my granddad actually, we had to cancel um, his Melody Maker subscription when he died. Um, so Melody Maker was actually it, it was it was more of a kind of jazz um, okay, focused right. kind of uh, 
Um, so he he had a lot of records, which I've still. When he died, I got I got. Um, they came to actually, and that was a wonderful thing. When I was really poor, huh, he had an incredible record collection. I used to live when I when I um, <laughs> Blair first got got signed. We didn't have very much money, and I lived next door to a uh, Raised Jazz Records. Um, in Covent Garden, and I was always running out of money, and I'd have to like take. Oh, you're <laughs> no, not one of your granddad's Jones. records. Not the Quincy Jones. <laughs> I had to sell. <laughs> 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 um, um, oh, but no. I chewed my way through absolutely all of it. But I mean, um, there was a lot of music that um, was kind of focused at kind of more adult listeners. So pop music these days tends to be the dreams of youth expressed by the, the voice of youth. You know, it's all, it's all very much expressed at teenagers, you know, and, and it, I love listening to that stuff with, yeah. with my kids, but you know, Taylor Swift's not singing. Yeah. She's not singing for me. I can appreciate it, but it'd be, you know, it'd be str- record, slightly weird if she did. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. My, but my, yeah, my granddad's record collection, it, 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 it and, and I guess sort of country and Western is the music of kind of middle-aged mm. heartbreak, isn't it? Uh, um, you know, you know, so maybe this is a temporary blip that pop music is, you know, or maybe the blur, the blur record is, you know, that's, yeah, that's a great, yeah. it's a grown up, evolved record. Um, but, but no, but, um, I can't, I, I threw all my CDs away. I wish I hadn't actually, because yeah, they're much better the quality thing. than, um, than MP3s, but I've still got all my granddad's records, all my dad's records and all my records. Like I just can't, even the ones that are like scratched and broken and even the ones that have not still in their sleeves, I've kept the sleeves because it's, you know, you, it's such you spend hours. Gorgeous mementos yeah, to have. Isn't yeah. it? And I know that you're a big Beatles fan or the Beatles had a massive impact yeah, oh, on absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. the death of John Lennon. You recall it very vividly. You were home sick that's with chicken pox. chicken pox. Yeah. yeah, your chicken pox. And that it was 1980. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Assassinated. Uh, so your memories of that time, obviously, are very vivid. Well, the, the, the BBC p- played Help, the, the their feature film, oh, and yeah. I recorded it on the VHS recorder, and I, and I just watched it back to back. And you still and watch it every kind of, year, apparently. I still watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I make my kids watch it as well. Yeah, that the Blues Brothers and Bugsy Malone. That's nice, a nice that's, kind that's, of that's rounded mix. That's all curriculum. you need, really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, of the Beatles records, here's the big one. Uh, which one do you think had? The most impact on you when you help, were, yeah, for sure. Oh, really? Help, help. Yeah, that's yeah, just, yeah, that's yeah, the one. yeah. Um, oh, but the, I mean, there's just so many, but you know, the, the huh, I listened to the Beatles so much that you know, it got, got to a point. Actually, it's, it's come back now. I can listen to it at one point. I just, I just get nothing from it because yeah. I knew it inside out. But um, I remembered Paul McCartney saying that they that, that they loved Roy Orbison, and I started listening to you know, sort of rather than sort. Of, I, I found that's the way that my kind of musical. Um, journey's gone rather than I mean I do listen to contemporary pop music I, I, I have to but what really interests me is the kind of stuff that influenced the stuff that mm. influenced me yeah. now so you know you start listening to Roy Orbison and it's it's, in, it's, in, it's in, I love Roy Orbison I think one of the greatest voices of all oh, time oh my word yeah. um, but you know he's only he's only a stone's throw from a, an operatic tenor really yeah. and then you know <laughs> if you go there then you're into a whole other world world of, of delight so and then um, your teen years in the 80s well, it was been... a wonderful time to to to, to be growing up because yeah. the, the the music of your teenage years you, you, you it never never leaves you. Like, I've even... said this repeatedly on this podcast and on the show that when you're fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, uh-huh. the music that gets into your veins and under your skin is like a, I always compare it to getting a tattoo. <laughs> that yeah, it's lifelong, yeah. and you'll never sure. you'll never yeah, have yeah, that yeah. intensity of those feelings again. <laughs> even music I didn't like when that, when I was that <laughs> age, I hear it now and I can't get over it. I was driving the car. 
and uh, the sun always shines on TV by Aha came on, which I, who I hated at the time. Yeah, cranked it right. I was crying by the end, man, singing my head off. Yeah, I'm glad I had the foresight or the aftersight. Go back and all the bands I turned my nose up because I missed out on so much so what were the kind of standout albums around mm. that time for you then? it was like medici era florence in art yeah, i think it was, it was like kind of yeah. incredible flower everyone yeah. was in you know at school everyone in it my was class was in the a band or the, or the or the manager um so what do you know what another lockdown an album i really and i was listening to it um uh, um yesterday uh dare the human league what a yeah. what a masterpiece yeah. and the production um, levels on those yeah, albums oh yeah it's, so it's martin martin russian but uh the poor guitar player I think there's one. Yeah, could you go get some coffees? We're going to just record one of the great albums of the 80s and we'll we'll get you in a minute. Yeah. So then I suppose I have to get into the 90s. So the 90s is my is my zone. That's when I came into my musical. uh, I was going to say manhood. That was going to sound strange. But into my, you know, I was 14, 15, 16. Right at the. For me, the 90s was the Renaissance time. It was such an incredible time for music. You know, you got your. Your grunge, your Britpop, your dance, yeah. your hip hop, the, the the Bristol sound, and then yeah, Radiohead course, bookending yeah, it with yeah, OK yeah, Computer, yeah. you know. So it's an astonishing time. What, um, with with regards Britpop, just even thinking about it myself recently, and having gone through it as a music fan, it felt like we always feel about the summers. Then, oh, the summers yeah. of my day—they went on from mm. you know—they went on for years. It really was such a kind of a brief but beautiful, short shining star. Mm. For maybe from arguably, you can argue, mm. but two or three years maybe, mm. and it's at its zenith. What are your memories of those couple of years mm. have, being at the zenith as you were as a band in the band that kind of well, defined for, it? For us, it all started. Um, <laughs> we uh, <laughs> we were really skint. We'd, our first manager had misappropriated or mismanaged. There was no there was no money. We had a massive VAT bill. Um, which we couldn't afford to pay. You have to go to prison if you can't pay to pay your VAT. It was serious. Oh, I mean, it wasn't okay. our fault. Um, and the band had no money, uh, and nobody really liked us. There was a sort of slight back, slight backlash going on during our first album. This but, is leisure, then. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of halfway through leisure, it kind of stalled a little bit in the UK. Um, but the only we were signed to this in, tiny indie label with one other band on it, and it just happened that that band were number one in America. Jesus Jones. Had, do you remember that? That's um, right. right here, right now. Yeah. Um, so the record company were able to kind of leverage <laughs> some deal with 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 our with the big American label where we could do a thirteen week tour of uh, of America and get a merchandise of advanced sell T shirts, pay off our debts, happy days. Yeah. And we got to America with this record that um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> everyone thought we were from from Manchester. Um, and we were from London. That was annoying. Enough. There, there, but there's been this sort of Manchester sort of yeah. wave. Stone Roses had just come. Yeah, through, and, and Spiral Carpets, and carpets, and, yeah. uh, um, and we arrived in New York for this 13 week tour. The day that Nevermind was was released, um, oh. and so there had this, there'd been this kind of appetite for because and for for, for British, Manchester British British bands until that point because American rock music was kind of faintly ridiculous it was like poodles like yeah you know. i think the jovi were <laughs> bestriding yes, the charts <laughs> the colo- in like their latex, colossus, yeah. they were and um and there was we were we were completely redundant you know we, i mean it's actually a great tour um and i still meet people like, wow i saw you in trenton new jersey 91 best gig of my life 
But it would the, the 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 mainstream media where they just where they just weren't interested, mm. and we'd never really travelled until that point at all, at, at all actually. And I think that those thirteen weeks gave us a real sense of like who where we were from, and um, <laughs> I, I suppose um, grunge was counterculture, but <laughs> it was something that we really kicked against as well. I think it gave us a real sense of like British identity. Yeah. Um, to lean into that, yeah, it kind of met, yeah, and and I think that you know it was, it was Damon, you know, really um, made a determined effort to kind of go back to his to, to, to British song, classic British songwriters, and we went to the studio to start recording Modern Life Is Rubbish. We were halfway through doing the bass on, on a track called Star Shapes. Yeah, halfway through doing that with Stephen Street, and the record company came down, and they were like, they were they were like British pop, British pop, you're mad. No one's going to buy that. You're absolutely mad. Um, this is your last chance. Uh, and, you know, it was it was really was flying, wrong, flying yeah. in the face of fashion. Well, you know, I, I think, but with the, with that album, particularly with, I remember listening back to the, the extended um, mix of, of For Tomorrow with Stephen Street and him, him just turning to me, he said, this is one of the best things I've ever done. And you've done quite a lot of good That's things. That's Stephen Street, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And, and uh, I was like, it's the best thing we've ever done. It's the best thing I've ever done. Um and you know, slowly the tide started to turn, but it, it was it was it was very much kind of <laughs> going against the grain um, mm. in 1993. And it's a, but it's incredible those songs kind of sit so it seem to sit better now. We've been playing quite a lot of modern yeah, they're, rubbish. They're, they're timeless, um, and you know I suppose it's, it's always remarkable to me that you know the, the leap from of the band from the Great Escape to Blur, '97 uh, or so yes. that. I suppose yeah. the Great Escape is marks the kind of the curtain closing on. Yes, yes. Blur, the, the, uh, Blur one point oh, baroque period. Yeah, and then all the trumpets and all the orchestrations. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an incredible Get rid of album. All that. Strip so it then, back. then you listen to Blur, and you go, "Oh, it's like he just shook when off did, all that." <laughs> when those, did those guys grow? Yeah, yeah. Who are these guys? <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> it's uh, Blur with an umlaut. Yes, Blur. So. The, 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 I think this is what my point being, and in a very roundhousey way, is that the longevity and the greatness of Blur, I think, will always the testament is will always be the fact that you're able to adapt and change mm. and shed your skin, and then go a different direction and have the courage and the balls to go. No, I, I think we're it, done it, with it is yeah. it's harder to change than yeah. to stay the same, but um, uh, it's ultimately. That's what it's. it's you, you, the music should be about ex expressing yourself, not kind of Absolutely, trying to tick yeah. boxes. And, and before that's we leave, I'm so proud of this record. Before we leave the, we'll get back to the ballad of Darren just very briefly. But just before we leave the Britpop period, is there any other album from another band that you still you think still, apart from one of your own, that, that you think to this day still tests or stands the test of time? From that period, uh, yeah. the Stone Roses still yeah. listen to those. That's a great record. Yeah, uh, we actually we played with them um, at Coachella last time. That's best show I've ever seen. That's Amazing, really fantastic. Uh, so the Ballad of Darren coming out July 21st. Uh -huh. You must be very excited for people to I'm hear it. What's the, what's the emotions now that it's only a couple of weeks away before it's yeah, released it's, into it's, the world? What's really wonderful is that is that people have been singing The Narcissist at, at the shows. And actually my 12-year-old my daughter was singing it in the kitchen the yeah. other day. I was, that, was, that was another little tear-jerker moment. It's like she it didn't know I was there. Amazing. <laughs> but this, as you mentioned before, though, this is something that I do a little bit of indie, indie DJing. And I've the last couple of years... Kids, 18, 19, early 20s, coming up. Got any blur? And I'm like, it's, a, last it's astonishing. Time out, last time out, it was blur. Oh, yeah, my mum my mom likes blur. My dad no. likes blur. Now, 
It's Blur. My kids love Blur. Like genuine, but there's no, there's no kind of trendy, superficial. It's genuine mm. affection and love and appreciation, and that's really interesting to me because I think maybe there's something, there's some musical nutrients missing at the moment. Not to throw any shade on the current well, contemporary it's, I guess, scene. I you know, think. N- 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 music's, <laughs> music's like literature or or or, uh, or maths. Actually, yeah. it, it doesn't get any better or worse over the ages. It just changes. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, <laughs> um, and it just reflects the times that we live in and. And I suppose, you know, now a, a, a successful artist is more successful than, you know, it, uh, Taylor Swift's bigger than the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and Michael Jackson and Madonna put together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a big, one's, a big one is, a bit, is bigger than ever. There's kind of no such thing as a, as a, as a kind of medium one anymore, sadly. But, the, 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 but, uh, but big acts these days do tend to be a front person yep. with a massive team of kind of programmers, songwriters, engineers, producers. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a huge... T- um, what you don't get anymore is four yeah. kind of slightly, uh, slightly angry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, my daughter is supposed to be doing. It. She yeah. did, she studied. My daughter studies in Amsterdam. She has some resets to do. I didn't ask, mm. and she's foregoing them. She rang, she rang me last ah. night to say, "I'm not going to do my resets. I have <laughs> enough credits. I don't know the words she's saying, but it sounds very reassuring. <laughs> I have enough credits, Dad. Don't worry. I'm going to go see Blur." In Amsterdam, yeah, yeah, her pals convinced her to go. So, yeah. on well, her behalf, on behalf of Zoe, she thanks you for getting her out of her resets, of her exams. <laughs> uh, Alex James, it's been an absolute joy and pleasure. It really a has. real thank honor, you and I want to thank cheers. you and congratulate you and the lads. Thanks, man. For the album, The Ballad of Darren, it is one of your best in years. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's a stunning record, and congratulations on that. Best of luck in the gig tonight. Thanks so much. And enjoy the cheese. Oh, look. Yeah, come on. Top three set. cheeses. If I was asking you. Desert Island cheeses. Would you be able to recommend any? Oh, top three Irish cheeses. Yeah, go on. Ooh, is that? Uh, or you don't have to make it Irish. <laughs> we can. Um, I love the Coolini Brie. Okay. Um, the Ardrahan, as yeah. mentioned before, that's great. Coolia. Coolia. Good. That's it. That's all we need to know. <laughs> the cheesemakers of Ireland rejoice. <laughs> Blessed are they. Alex, thank you so much. <laughs> You're marvelous. Thank you. All right. So there we have it. The recorded history of the extremely tall and very lovely. Mr. Alex James. He's an absolute gent, let me tell you. And I'm equally glad to report that the new Blur album, The Ballad of Darren, which is out now, is very, very good. Anyways, I really hope you enjoyed our chat with Alex and the insight into some of his own favourite records and that you'll join me next week and every Sunday after that. If you want to check out any of Alex's choices or indeed anything at all that might tickle your eardrums, especially The Ballad of Darren, which I would 100% recommend, I would love it also if you did so by way of our splendid sponsors at therecordhub.com. Without them, this podcast would be the sound of a podcast tree falling in the forest and nobody hearing it. Boo! Next week, I get into it with the pride of Eden Dairy, the absolutely hilarious Mr. Neil Delamere. I've been Ed Smith. This has been Recorded History. Now, all you have to do is hit the old subscribe button and become a weekly listener. But above all that, subscribe to yourselves. You're all buttes. Good luck. Go Loud presents Recorded History. Hosted, produced and researched by me, Ed Smith, at Go Loud Studios. The show was created and executive produced for Go Loud by D-Ready. Our series is proudly supported by TheRecordHub.com, your local Irish and online record store.